0: He calls on the wish line, making your wacky wishes come
1: true. Hello? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a
0: hat with a bat and a 6 I
1: wish I was like six foot
0: Hey, welcome so to the Making America you, Great Again podcast. I'm and your host, Brandon you, Robinson. Didn't think I'd ever be saying this, this but uh, good job, PewDiePie. The YouTube guy that yells in Minecraft videos, or whatever my daughter watches, I don't know never actually met an adult that watches his videos or subscribes to him, but you know he's got millions of subscribers who I claim are probably ten year olds but you know I mean they might be older. I don't know um just going off personal experience here. Point is, he has been uh, wearing a Make American Grey Again hat and actually, I guess, being pro-Trump and uh, liberal left and the mainstream media or, you know, calling him a racist and a bigot. <laughs> and, uh, you know, nothing could be further from the truth. This guy is definitely not either of those things, you know, just from the two or three minutes of of him I've experienced through, you know, walking in the room when my daughter would be watching a video he's in. He's definitely not a racist or a bigot. You yeah, know that's not his game. Um, but you know he's been very uh, anti-regressive uh, left ever since you know he found out that if you don't conform, they're going to shit all over you. So uh, he's he's really rebelled apparently in the last couple months. Uh, maybe I, maybe I'll actually give a, a video a try and and see. I don't know. I if maybe he'll actually just talk normal now instead of like screaming like an idiot um, because that's the only way I, I know him from videos where he's exclaiming in, in excitement over a game 10 year olds play anyways uh, in other news Ashton Critcher addressed Congress it's on c-span actually they live streamed it and he was making an appeal for them to uh, do something about human and child sex slave trafficking. Yes, that's right. Ashton Critcher, the stoner from that '70s show, has uh, had to go to Congress and beg them to do something about this human and child sex slave trafficking. Now, obviously, they're you know actually are doing something about this in the last couple of months at least, um, and you know because Trump's not a pedophile, so you know he's allowed them to restart their work you know there's been over almost 500 arrests in california you know like a month ago and uh all across the nation there's been over like i I think i read somewhere 1600 arrests all in all for all the uh, pedophiles so i mean that's pretty big numbers just in the past past couple weeks compared to like the zero numbers that you know were for the last years before that um you know we're talking like children being saved, literally, you know, uh, you know, not, you know, are children being saved. Why we're only maybe talking like a hundred or 200 total, but still, that's like 200 kids that aren't getting fucked by adults anymore. So thanks Trump. Um, but anyways, that's what it's come down to is Ashton Critcher is having to, you know, the, the guy from pumped is having to ask Congress, Hey, can we do something about this? Cause you know, it's getting crazy. And you know, he's right. But we are doing something about it, I think so. you know he's just a little too liberal. you know if he'd open his eyes instead he'd be you know addressing the nation that we need to be easier on Trump because he's helping to stop sex trafficking um, by allowing the the government to do their job again, mainly you know that's that's the crazy thing. Most of the reasons why our world is the way it is is because people in the government stop. The good people in the government from doing their job somehow, and that's how we get in in the situations where we're in, you know. And that's, but I mean, it's true. That's that's just how it is. So, but anyways, you know, you remember that sex uh, that sex ring that got busted in Haiti on the Super Bowl Sunday. If you don't, I'll give you a real brief summary. Basically, it was you know. Uh, again, like 30 or 40 kids saved and a couple hundred people busted in Haiti for, you know, sex trafficking, blah, 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 running a child sex brothel hotel. And the hotel happened to be across the street from the Clinton's favorite hotel, the same one they honeymooned in as well. Um, and they've stayed in multiple times after that. So that was on Super Bowl Sunday. Well, apparently on February 13th, also 24 children and 16 suspects were, uh, arrested, um, 24 children saved, that is. And this was in uh, in Ghana, uh, Volta Lake, Ghana. And funny enough, the Clinton Foundation happens to have uh, some people there that are doing a post-harvest project reducing waste for food security commitment by Nano Ice Incorporated. So basically, what it comes down to is that means there's, you know, about 5 to 10 uh, super-rich white people out there Definitely not having sex with children. And um, helping people figure out how what to do with all that waste that they have in Ghana. You know? Uh, sure. So, whatever. You know, coincidence, maybe. Maybe. But uh if not, you know, it just happens to be that, again, child sex trafficking seems to pop up wherever the Clintons are. Hmm. Um, speaking of that, we also have a, uh, Strongsville, Ohio, so Strongsville, Ohio, and, um, two local news teams, you know, like covered an FBI raid at a European adoption consultants agency. And they've been around since 1991, apparently. And, uh, and they, they just sold, I'm sorry, placed kids from, uh, places like Haiti, Russia, Eastern Europe, and China. Okay. But the problem is that they weren't really doing background checks so much, and they're kind of just selling the kids for cash without really, like, checking back in on the kids either, to be like, hey, so how's that kid we sold you? And you're like, no, none of that, no background checks, so it was kind of like, uh, sketchy. And... Apparently, you know, you could just show up there with, you know, you know like 20 grand in cash. you be like, yeah, I'd like a, you know, 10-year-old boy or girl. Oh, okay, well, yeah, just go pick it. Thanks for the money, you know. So that's not really how you're supposed to adopt children. As nice as that sounds to people that actually would take and care for these children, fortunately there are equal amount of, like, sick weirdos out there that are going to just buy children. So you got to, like, that's why you have all those checks and why it's a pain in the ass to adopt kids. Because you're trying to make sure that you know the kid's not getting sold into sex slavery. So, um, so anyways, the FBI busted those people um, in Strongsville, Ohio, and uh, the local journalists covering the story um, they they reported saying, "Shame on you, mainstream media, for not caring about child trafficking," you know, because no one's covering it. Um, just like no one covered the almost 500 people that got arrested in California and no one covered any of the many or the, the ones that were in Lake County a couple weeks ago. And that was like, you know, a hundred people busted, like they're just, they're not covering that at all. You know? And that was like, there was like a, one of those guys was like a, a principal, you know, of a high school, you know, busted for, um, you know, like prostitution or something. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, let's see, then we got, uh, oh, yeah, James O'Keefe. Oh. James O'Keefe. You hope, hopefully you know this guy, Veritas Videos. He's uh, brought a lot of shady stuff the Clinton people were doing to light uh, during the election. Well, he's apparently released a new video. And, uh, well actually, this one was uh, actually from a month or two ago. And it was basically about the disrupt J-20 protesters. That we're going to um, try to mess up the deplorable, which was uh, like a, an awesome party on the East Coast for Trump supporters and stuff. Uh, I think like Mike Cernovich was maybe in charge of it or something like that. Anyways, uh, so these two people were going to like try to mess it up, throw smoke bombs in the crowd, that kind of crazy crap, you know, whatever. Um, or put stink bombs in the ventilation or what, whatnot. And apparently they actually tried to do some crap. Um, they were going to spray butric acid. That was it. Um and anyways, one of them was caught on camera trying it, you know. And um so like the other two also were arrested. So all three of these guys are in custody now, apparently. And uh, you know, thanks James O'Keefe because he's the one literally he's the last like true journalist. He's literally out there, like, doing undercover work. And and uh Getting people sent to jail for trying to like mess up, you know, peaceful, like Trump supporting parties. Like he's he's the guy. That's it. Like name someone else that's doing that. You know, like how crazy is that? That this one James O'Keefe guy is like the last real journalist out there. Um. So yeah, like those guys that arrested like one. I don't. I don't got the third guy's name, but it, one of them was Scott Ryan Charney, and one of them was uh, Paul Luke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great names, guys. And I don't know who the third guy was. I don't have his name in front of me. But um, then we got—I'm uh, sure you guys heard about Michael Flynn, General, you know, retired General Michael Flynn, who was Trump's National Security Advisor. Uh, well, he just resigned apparently recently. Um, but it, the reason he resigned was because supposedly he spoke to Russian ambassador Sergei Klosikov or whatever um, before this is before he was a national security advisor this was in like the two-month period after Trump was elected but before he was like the president you know so this happened like let's say in December and so He, you know, under oath, though, apparently, he, like, he had said that he hadn't talked to the Russians, you know, when he was, you know, getting, I don't know, sworn in, whatever. So, you know, apparently, I guess he lied because, you know, he forgot to mention, like, oh, he had talked to, but he hadn't really. He had talked to them in a private citizen way. He was not talking to them in any kind of official capacity yet. He couldn't because he wasn't. He wasn't anything yet. He was a private citizen. Obama had fired him, he had no new job yet, he was just hanging out, talking to a Russian ambassador, okay? So, anyways, he still resigned, because technically, sure, he could have said that, but the point was, there's a good possibility Trump might reinstate him, who knows. Um, But the FBI cleared him of all wrongdoing today, so he really didn't need to resign, he should have just hung out for another day or two. Um, The FBI reviewed the intercepts of communications between the Russian ambassador to the United States and retired Lieutenant General Michael T. Flynn, national security advisor to then-president-elect Trump, um, but has not found any evidence of wrongdoing or illicit ties to the Russian government. Um, There is no evidence of criminal wrongdoing in the transcripts of the former national security advisor um, or with the Russian ambassador Sergei Kilziak. So he's good. He didn't do anything wrong. But here's the here's what the problem is: like President Trump and Michael Flynn just exposed the deep state to the world in a you know in some kind of crazy chess move here, um, because Obama gave the deep state new powers right before he left office. He pretty much just let the dogs off their chains because he. He gave them the the he gave the intelligence agencies the ability to laterally swap information with each other and foreign powers without going through any due process. Um, So basically, on his last move out the door as president, he just said you know f you to American privacy and sovereignty because now. You know, the, and when I say the deep state, I'm talking about the, like the web of intelligence agencies that secretly do whatever they want under the guise of top national security, you know, security stuff. Stuff so secret the president doesn't know about it and can't stop it. Well, Trump's, Trump was sick of, you know, that's why he hasn't taken like any, um, he doesn't really want to talk to the deep state people because he knows what's up. And he knows that anything they're telling him, they're just using him as a pawn. They just want him to pick their move. So everything they tell him is is in a... They're not going to say any words that aren't directly trying to, um, you know, change his decision to what they want. And then he has multiple people coming at him trying to make them, you know, like it's... He's not the type to get pushed around by people and be in the middle of a situation like that where he has to, like, do what one of these four people want him to do. You know, he's always going to do whatever he wants to do. And that's why he's kind of, like, refused this whole, like, oh, I'm going to sit down with all these intelligence people and let them tell me what I need to do. You know, um, no, that's not that's not Trump. And, you know, that's the that's the real point is, you know, the deep state, they really want to take Flint out and they, you know, they've succeeded kind of. But the problem is now they've exposed the deep state for what it is, because. You know, Flynn, like a true soldier, ran into sniper fire you know, so that his team could see where the sniper fire was coming from. So now they know who was spying on General Flynn because guess what? They had no right to be looking at General uh, Flynn's stuff because he was a private citizen of the United States. He was not working for a government at the time. Um, they, you know, If anything, he should be suing them. That's the point. He should be filing a lawsuit against the United States government for you know, um, wiretapping without a warrant because they had the, What you're not allowed to just do that. He wasn't anything, and if they tapped him, that means they definitely tapped Trump and all everyone else on his team too. Because again, like they didn't announce Michael Flynn was going to be the National Security advisor until after he was elected, and like way after you know, like like it was not. But either way, the point was. Obama and Clinton, like, wiretapped one of them. Like, someone, you know, is responsible for wiretapping Trump's uh, transition team here, okay? I mean, because that's what's going on. They literally wiretapped Trump's transition team, and I'm sure Trump. And so they, like, you can't you can't do that. I mean that's like that's like Watergate scan or or like what's the Nixon shit. You know, I mean like you can't you're not allowed to do that, right? And they've exposed this now, which is crazy. So now they now like that's it's actually being discussed in the media and stuff. It's crazy, you know? They actually have to talk about this because um you know, Trump's not letting that's the whole point. Trump's like, "Hey, who why do they know what he was saying to a Russian ambassador when he was a private citizen? You know, and when he points that out, everyone has to go, "Oh shit," um, you know. But you know, really, it should be Flynn himself to file the lawsuit. You know, because he was the private American citizen um, who had his you know phone call illegally tapped and recorded without a warrant. That's what it comes down to. Steve Bannon recently. Uh, you know, the top White House political strategist, um, our guy from Bright Bart, uh, awesome guy. Uh, point is, he, it's showing no signs of changing how Trump, you know, wants to engage with the media. And that's a wonderful thing. Um, because, you know, even though the, they're, they're having to, you know, be increasingly defensive towards the press too. So it's not like, it's not like the press is trying at all to, Um, get better. If anything, they are just more ravenous and crazy now. And it's like they're never... I don't understand... Okay, like, Fox gets along fine because they bend the knee. And went, okay, cool, yeah, you're the president now. Got it. That's the point. Whereas CNN still thinks they're going to lead a fucking coup and, like, somehow... Get Hillary to become president before the year's over with I mean it's just insane or it's it's insanity i mean it's just not going to happen they're insane, you know, but uh Banner was asked like if he if the um if he wished that the media and the White House could get along better and and he he literally said, I could care less so he has he does not give a shit about the media crying about anything. Because he knows that they're old news, that that house is burning down, okay? CNN has like 2% of the viewership of Alex Jones and 1% of the viewership of Joe Rogan. That's what it comes down to, okay? More people listen to Joe Rogan talk every week than listen to all the CNN. And remember, Joe Rogan does maybe three... Three hour podcasts a week. So we're talking nine hours worth of Joe Rogan. Okay. Granted, that's like nine hours of no ads, unadulterated. Well, maybe like 10 minutes with ads at the very beginning. So, but still, let's just say nine hours because it usually runs over anyway. So nine hours of solid, fucking unfiltered talk with like someone that's, you know, can hold a conversation for three hours with Joe Rogan. That's the point. It's awesome. intellectual and you learn stuff whereas you turn on CNN for nine hours a week and yeah you're going to learn how to like go protest Trump because he said something about grabbing pussy I mean that's the point you're not learning anything other than just the worst possible why would you watch that shit I mean it's just it's such a a waste I mean even watching it for two hours a week is enough to make you want to go insane and rip your eyeballs out but the people that just leave it on all day and just watch, you know, CNN or MSNBC and listen to them cry about Trump all day long and, you know, think about how terrible Trump is. I mean, that's no wonder that they think the sky is falling. I mean, that's what the media says. They say the sky is falling. I mean, no wonder. But that's the point. Obama, or, or, uh, sorry, Bannon, sorry, I'm from Indiana, so, uh, we had a government or a governor, I think, uh, Frank O'Bannon. So anytime I see, uh, his, the Steve Bannon's name, I always want to say O'Bannon. I gotta always stop myself. But anyways, Bannon, uh, he does not care about the the media, and that's, more importantly, Trump, that, that means Trump doesn't care either, because he's, like, one of the people that really has Trump's ear. Like, it's pretty much, like, him and Ivanka's husband, um... That's, that's the two dudes that Trump really listens to more than anyone, probably. And uh, he's, for, for the sake of America, Bannon is the right one of the, you know, he's definitely the right guy to be whispering in Trump's ear because he really knows about, you know, the globalists and just all, all that. He, he's, he is, he knows what's up. He's the right guy, you know, that's why it was so wonderful when he was named the, uh, uh what, what is it? The national, uh, something or other. Strategist. Top chief strategist, I guess. Or whatever it was. Oh, um, well, then there's a new thing about Obama and the uh, Freedom of Information Act request that has to do with Benghazi. Well, apparently, I'm not sure how much you guys know about Benghazi. Long story short, um, an embassy was attacked. And this was back in 2012. Um, Long story short, Hillary Clinton refused to send in help to help these guys out. And at least four very brave Americans died uh, defending the embassy. And unfortunately... That they went around the following weekend and told all these talk shows that it was because of a, uh, a video that someone had made in like Florida or something. Uh, you know, it was like them burning a Quran. And apparently, this made the Muslim world so mad, a YouTube video, that they attacked our embassy and burnt it down and killed, you know, the ambassador and like his, and three guards. That were there defending him, you know that like, and they would have gladly left. Like that wasn't the case. Like, it was a. Uh, but here's the point. So they tried to say that it was um, a part of a larger protest that just got out of control. Okay, a giant demonstration. But the problem was they knew, according to this new Freedom of Information Act release, they Obama knew immediately that Benghazi was a direct breaching terror attack and not under the cover of a protest. So, <sighs> Rob Carter says, was this an attack under the cover of a protest? And then he says, no, this was a direct breaching attack. Um, and they asked, do we have any idea who launched, leads, blah, blah, blah. But here's the point. They knew that it was not um, a protest that got out of control. They knew that someone had used mortars, RPGs, and explosives and breached the embassy and came in and killed those people. That's what they know. And they knew that then, they know that now, and they lied to us. They went around to all the Sunday shows and they lied to our faces. Okay? And that's the point. Now we have an actual statement that we can say, yeah, yeah, you lied. Like, you definitely lied. There's no way you can say you didn't lie, you knew. You knew it wasn't just a protest about a stupid video, like it's a much bigger thing than that you know honestly if you really want to know it it has to do with us us selling the wrong rebels some uh, you know um, some missiles that could shoot down like airplanes right I think they're called MRAMs Um, and so long story short we sold them to the rebels that were on our team and then I think, I guess they sold those same MRAMs to the rebels that weren't on our team. So then we sent in some guys to try to like get them back, but it didn't work out so well. And the people that we bought the MRAMs from decided to just attack the embassy and kill the ambassador and the people there who were there kind of under the guise of being an ambassador, but also they're there to literally try to get these Imran's back from the, like that was kind of why they're there. So instead of dealing with that, they just like decided to attack the embassy and kill them. And we didn't send in planes because they had the things that could take out our planes. Cause it was literally like our best stuff that we had sold the wrong rebels again. So it was all our fault. And Hillary Clinton's, you know, probably never going to actually go to jail for it. You know, um, who knows you know we could all hope but that's the point like uh they did all this stupid stuff they lied to us and said it was about a a fucking video which it wasn't and it wasn't about none of that and and now we actually have at least something And now that obama's not in office it can't block these freedom of information act requests Um, we actually at least have something that proves like hey like this you you knew and you lied to us all right because This isn't about the left or the right. This isn't about social programs versus tax cuts. This isn't about agency growth versus deregulation. Those are all internal and domestic issues. What's what's at stake is our sovereignty, uh, without which we can't grow or shrink our government. And the attacks on our sovereign nation come from the globalists, which have been writing foreign and domestic policy since the birth of the military-industrial complex, or perhaps before. Uh, growing stronger, and you know, by the by the minute, and we have to stop. That's what it comes down to. We have to stop, folks. Well, that's it for me for the day. Uh, again, it, as usual, uh, like, share, subscribe, you know, whatever, uh, and uh, you all take it easy.
1: judges just to hold grudges in the courtroom i want to see your support bro and i support you i know you'd like to fame. your shit don't stay, but lean a little bit closer see